Yo, what up, boys? Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast today. Um, I'm Craig Ingalls. I'm from the United States of America, more specifically North Carolina. But I live in Portland, Oregon now, and I run track and field for Nike. Uh, I run the mile, the 1500 and the 800, and I uh, hate any other distances. <laughs> yeah. And as, as you can hear from that, our first guest on this podcast is ridiculously successful, uh, has, has the mullet of dreams. Uh, so we're, we're feeling pretty privileged to have, have uh, Craig on, on as a first guest. Good stuff, I guess. And start off sort of almost chronological, like talking about um, like high school and sort of and, and where you were as a high school and thinking about like where you are now compared to like that kid that was sort of running track and and playing soccer when you were when you were at high school and and we, you know we've heard heard some great stories from when you were at high school. Um, but yeah, I guess sort of talking about how how you first got into into track and field. First off, thanks for um, Americanizing it and calling it soccer instead of football. <laughs> Got you covered, man. No worries. <laughs> it hurt, but we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my whole life I grew up playing soccer, and that's like that was my love, and I uh, thought I was going to be like a professional soccer player and all that. But I think the one main problem was um, that I sucked. <laughs> 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 and like... <laughs> I thought I thought like yeah for sure I'm I'm gonna do all these things and I didn't even make varsity, um, so I got yeah I got kicked off my soccer team in high school and started running and and that's how it evolved to what I am now, so it's all this happened by mistake which is ridiculous but it's worked out. <laughs> yeah, and I guess what what sort of first took you from I mean I, I think a lot of people in the sport are in the same situation where that they've started off in somewhere like you know, soccer or football, depending on what side of the pond you're on, um, and sort of moved into that sort of like athletics world. And what, what do you think the main thing sort of apart from, as you're saying, got you, got you into that? And were there any sort of like key people that really, that, that sort of took your interest and, uh, and made you believe that, you know, this, this was the sport you wanted to be in? Um, I mean, I wish I could give you guys an inspirational story like, like Lopez Lamont <laughs> has where he like ran away from home or ran away from his home country to escape, you know, oppression. But I actually got kicked off of my soccer team for behavioral issues in high school. And I didn't want my parents to know why I was coming home. <laughs> so I joined the track team. And uh, it turns out like the track coach at my high school was a legend. Like he ran in college at Wake Forest University. Uh, he was he was only a few years older than me, so like it, right away we clicked, and like he understood like how why I was behaviorally the way I was. Um, right. Yeah. So so it worked out to where we were just like good friends, and he like finally slowly convinced me to run more and and do um, cross country. So I don't know. It was, it was just a it was a weird chain of events, but he's been in my life since. Um, con- convinced me to stay in college and run, convincing me to run for the Oregon Project and um, all these other times where I've thought about quitting or doing something else with my life. He's been there to be like, I'll oh, just give it one more shot. So it's been pretty yeah. cool. His name's Christopher Catton for anyone listening. Oh, cool, cool. So, oh, so that guy's still in your life as well. That's, that's pretty cool to have someone uh, involved in your athletics for so long, sort of from the start, start to now as well. Um, 
mean, you mentioned that. I hate to I hate to pick out that one bit from it that uh, it was behavioural in soccer. Were there any sort of like incidents in that, or would you rather kind of not not mention it? <laughs> um, I mean, I've talked about him so many times, but yeah. So, so I was like, I was just a crazy kid, like that kid with ADHD and never sit still and stuff. So. There, when the coaches were talking during practice, I was always disruptive. And I remember one time I just ran up and while the coach was ahead of us in a circle, I just pulled someone's pants down. And <laughs> the, coach had, the coach had had enough at that point. And, he took me off. and I think like the week before that, I had gotten in a fight with one of the kids. So uh, I don't know. There's just so many incidents. I got in trouble. A lot, a lot of nudity. I got in trouble for mooning the coach out of the bus one time. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the way to a soccer game and, and I didn't get to play that game because I mooned him out of the window. <laughs> hey, athletics is grateful for that. <laughs> 100%. Um, I guess in, in high, we, we don't see you as much sort of on, on the cross country now as, as I'm sure you were kind of prominent in high school. How kind of key did you find having to you know, do the cross country as well as, um, track. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I was, I was garbage and I probably still would be garbage <laughs> in cross country now, but, uh, it was more so just this really cool thing for me where I had never been, I, I and growing up, I had played soccer my whole life and I'd never been on a good team and mm-hmm. cr- cross country was cool where like there is a team aspect of it. But there's also an individual aspect where, like, you could run as well as you want, and it helps the team. Yeah. Uh, so it was like really cool. Where I, I actually really enjoyed the, the being able to help my team be better, and we had a good team. So we we ended up, uh, I think, like top five in the state. Which I don't know if that means anything to a foreign listeners, but it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That, I guess perspective-wise, for us, that sort of you know size of the state over there is actually the size of our country so it's a little it, it, it's, it's a weird one to, to sort of think about it like that but yeah uh cross country is a bit of a strange sport i can imagine going from sort of like a team sport to an individual sport it's also a bit of a strange one because i think like sort of there's no kind of finger pointing in cross country like everyone's pretty much wanting each other to do well most of the time and i don't know i kind of find like uh, people in the cross country sort of a bit more chill than than the football guys sort of thing I don't know if that's the same over in in the US yeah yeah for sure and I mean it helps that you get in America you get seven guys for five spots to score so you right. on any day you could have two guys run like crap and then you have two guys to help <laughs> yeah yeah we've seen yeah I see some crazy videos from the US as well where you've got guys like somersaulting over um like little creeks and stuff like we we don't get that over here but that that's a vibe i like that <laughs> bro you guys your guys cross country is some other world <laughs> it's yeah. like six feet of mud you go into quicksand and yeah I'm, <laughs> american cross country is weak compared to what you guys have yeah it, it's so cool when um i mean they don't have it anymore but the edinburgh cross that was great because like we we sort of understand what the course is like um, courses are the way they are in the US and although it's a different kind because you're running so much faster over there so it sort of levels out but seeing you know seeing the guys from the US come over and really have to go through some pretty harrowing horrible sort of wet course in, in Scotland is always pretty entertaining to see 
Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually talking to um, someone from New Zealand today about cross country. And growing up in school, they only do 3K. Like their cross country course is only 3K. Really? And then the long, yeah, the longest they go, I think, in university is 6.4K. So I was like, dang, that, that would actually be so much nicer than the 10K and 8K we have to do in American cross country. But Man, I bet the weather's beautiful over in New Zealand for cross country as well. That must be a dream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. And uh, just getting back to um, since getting back to Portland, I'm sure that you probably regroup with your with your coaching team and stuff. Um, wondering what what the sort of plan for you is is now. Like, how are you structuring the next kind of you know six months of sorts? Yeah, we uh, we started doing harder workouts. Like, oh, it's funny. It's funny. We were talking about cross country a second ago, but that's basically. I felt like I was training for high school or college cross country the past few weeks. Um, and now we're, I got back, since I got back here, we started doing hard workouts. I've been working out with Donovan Brazier and, um, tomorrow we got a pretty brutal one. So, uh, I guess we're getting ready for some sort of race. I don't know. I haven't talked to my coach about when we're racing or what, but <laughs> we're getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I got, we're, we're, I'm in a similar boat at the moment where it's like, I'm just sort of, getting through the longer boring stuff and waiting for you know fingers crossed one or two races whenever that may be and then just sort of switching it up speed work wise kind of closer to the first time because there's just so much uncertainty you know who knows when when the next race is going to come around the corner but at, at least you know like you know the olympics next year is pretty much that <laughs> there's no way that there's going to be any more sort of um time waiting for that so, so you can sort of structure structure things getting towards it yeah, hopefully. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, twenty twenty's been a bit wild so far. We're gonna have to see what um, you know, what else comes together in twenty twenty one. But yeah, um, talking about um your like your road trip uh that we just saw you on. How how was training through you know drivers like miles and miles and miles, or were we just sort of training when you kind of could? Was it was it pretty pretty relaxed? I don't think I, I don't think I missed a day of training, but there's definitely days where I run in the morning. I try and do most of my runs in the morning, and then we drive something like eight or ten hours. And I'm I was supposed to run when we when we got to wherever we were going, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair but, enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> but that, but I, I think I justified it by running more in the morning. I don't really know, but it, it was it was actually a lot of fun running in all the new places. Uh, but kind of, it kind of sucked sometimes where you didn't know where there was trails and you had to run on like these, you'd look up something online and then it was actually just the worst trail of all time, <laughs> which oh, happened man, a lot. Really. <laughs> yeah. We saw, obviously we saw the video with the, uh, pretty, pretty solid caption. Uh, where, where were you running for, for that way? You, you seem to just be flying wherever <laughs> you were. I was actually in Hawaii. That was, uh, right when this COVID wow. thing happened, I was in Hawaii. And, uh, oh man! I pulled a ten man, ten man, and had my girlfriend film me for like a hundred meters, pretending that I was ripping, and then posted a badass caption that like I didn't mean at all. Bad <laughs> play. <laughs> hey, it, it, it caused a stir, man. That was that was great to see. We don't we don't see enough of that in the athletics world. It was good. I saw it, yeah. It's kind of true to a certain degree because you got you got everyone sort of saying the same thing, and you know, looking at things, you are and like before everything went crazy like you are and were on top so that you know it's a fair statement 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot, it was just supposed to be a little bit of fun because everyone was bored during COVID. But it's yeah, it was true, funny. Right? There, there was like high school kids mess like messaging me and commenting on it. They're like, yo, I got your back, bro. Like <laughs> talking crap. I'm like, no one is <laughs> it's so I'm funny. Not, on that note as well, we um we had a follower comment on our post when we posted it. And we noticed that you replied to his comment saying, because he asked who that addressed that, and you just replied, you, and then deleted it like a minute later. <laughs> I just found that hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I, like, I don't know if people understand jokes over social media. So I like, yeah, I commented on that thing. And I'm like, oh, this kid's going to take it offensively and post it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I captioned that saying you were going for an easy jog. And everyone was commenting saying, that's not an easy jog. I was like, it was, it's blatantly a joke. But I guess that's the problem when you're like, over social media. It's hard to actually say things without actually getting hate for saying it these days. But that's just how it exactly. Is. <laughs> um, we had a little, like, a quick fire question, which is sort of like, if, if you could change anything about the sport, um, or if, if there is anything you could change about the sport, so what, what would it be? Oh man, there's a few things that would change about a sport, um, but I, a lot of them are like super, super hard to do. But one mm. one of my favorite things that I really want to do is have. This is gonna be controversial, but I want to make everyone who is on either like an inhaler or any sort of any supplement, they have to post it publicly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I want like because because there's people there's a lot of Americans that that bat like that bash Kenyans and Africans for doping, but yeah, they're on these prescribed medications for yeah for stuff they don't need, and that that pisses me off more than the dopers. Yeah, and yeah, so well, I the want is yeah the therapeutic use exemptions. We have the same thing over here, where it's like, although like we you know we we can say there are people that genuinely do do need that and and, yeah, and yeah. we completely understand that but there's so many people that are on these therapies use exemptions who don't want it out there like they don't want people to know they're on this and i think you're completely right by saying like if 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 the running community just knew and there was a bit of honesty out there rather than a bit of like oh are they aren't they that that would make life so much better than than the sort of the secrecy that seems to be around it yeah I mean, and like, I don't know how it would work because there are people that need them for their diseases or, or whatever they have, but I would love just to call some people out and make them post what they've taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, as, I mean, we, yeah, like you say, there's so many names that are um, sort of associated with doing that and, it, and it, you sort of, you see on sort of different papers that have been published, different PDFs and whatever, uh, the list that were sort of prescribed to them, you kind of like, look, these guys need all these things. Like, is it safe for them to be running? Really? Like, yeah. it, it's one of the, I, I don't know, I read it, I'm just kind of like, I, I'm amazed that these guys can walk on a daily basis. Never mind run like, you know, 27 flat. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, I, I don't want to go down that road too much, but that's my, that's my take on doping. I think that would fix so many things. Um, but then, I mean, I also just love to see more personalities. Like, yeah. The people that could transcend the sport, like uh, like Michael Phelps did, you know. Mo Farah was kind of like that, where he won that many medals. But um, And then I'd love to see more relays in our sport. 
Oh man, fun events like a lot of people say the sort of uh, like the Nitro Games was it uh, where they have like the elimination mile. Yeah. Just just more events that are going to get people you know really interested in the sport and and sort of bring in new people like you're saying and relays would be it like sticking a dmr in the olympics or something that would be crazy yes yes then that gives us a one extra shot to make the olympic team as well <laughs> <laughs> true yeah. true it also gives you an Actually, extra shot in beating chariot as well oh gosh true. dude kenya would have a nasty dmr yeah they've got, yes they would they've got <laughs> yeah, it would is it career over the four and then they've got about 10 800 runners and about 10 1500 runners it, yeah, it, it would be ridiculous. It would absolutely obliterate pretty much anyone. Oh, to be fair, though, about USA, with Norman, Brazier, you, and Centro, or Bryce Hopple, I mean, I, that's probably going to compete against Kenya, really. Yeah, that, that would be good. Now, I'm wondering what the UKs would be. Who's your, who's your guys' 400? What's the best 400 guy you guys have? Damn, good question. Um... <laughs> 400 i'm gonna have to look that up I, I mean that sounds terrible that i don't know a fastest 400 guy but yeah well actually matthew hudson smith yeah matthew hudson smith he matthew hudson smith and then 800 it would be whiteman yeah, yeah it's gotta whiteman. be jake yeah oh wait no he'd do a good 12 jake would be a best 12 jake would jake would hit 12 very well that's true and then Kerr on the on the last leg against you, that would be a great watch. But then we have to draft off. Off. Oh, you draft him. Draft off Kerr and feel no win <laughs> <laughs> with that stature. <laughs> oh man! And then who would we have for eight hundred? Max Bergen. Max Bergen. Seventeen-year-old Max Bergen solo runs a one forty-five point three at a windy track in Bedford for European trials. Kid is an absolute animal. At 17, he did that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. He might, wait, was he 16 or 17? Yeah, I, I was stood there at the side of the track. Everyone knows how special this kid is. Like, he, so at European Youths, two, two years ago, he goes out in the final. He runs 147.3 as a 16-year-old. Solo runs the whole thing. He just goes from the gun. Doesn't give anyone else a chance. And everyone knew the kid was going to be something from then. And then, um, yeah, two years later at European trials, from the gun, just goes, hits up like a 52, like 51 and a half first lap. And you're just watching like any other kid at this age, you'd be thinking there's going to be some nasty blow up. But it just had everyone going crazy because he was just like flying and flying and flying. Came through and yeah, he ran like 145.3 on his ones. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's a pretty, pretty exciting, exciting guy coming up in there. Actually, is there anyone in the US that you sort of, you have your eyes on in terms of coming up, whether it be like college or high school? I actually don't think so. Um, Pete, my coach always asks us who like in college we want to join and yeah. there hasn't been that many guys like i mean i like uh, a guy named jordy beamish yeah, but yeah. He, he's from new zealand so I'm, i don't know what yeah i don't know what americans are i i think one american just broke four which is pretty cool for the mile yeah leo dustback yeah yeah 
yeah, that guy looks like an absolute animal. He's just I watched that that um that sub four race and it was just it was it in altitude as well or did they drop down? Oh, I have no idea. I think ah, they dropped down. I just can't believe I don't know how that ha- like how did they how did they get eight high schoolers to run a mile like in the middle of COVID when we can't even train together? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. To be honest, I did I didn't really get that too because we can't do anything near that. Like we, if if we go down to the track, most tracks are closed. So my local track's closed, um, and we we can meet up with six people at a track, but everyone has to be two meters apart. Jeez. So it it was kind of I was a little bit confused when I saw that as well because I think they're back to racing already. That's you know it's pretty impressive. Um, we we yeah, can't go so indoors either. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, gyms are closed, indoor tracks closed, everything's closed. So, so, so that's so that's still the same for you guys, pretty much over there. Everything's got to be kept kept tight. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, we have a lot more tracks, outdoor tracks open, right. but there's also a lot of like, there's always these old these old people walking in lane one in America. They just don't. <laughs> it's a pet peeve, man. It's a pet peeve. I blows my mind every time, and I. I, I don't get I mean I appreciate people using the facilities I think it's great that people have started running especially in these times or whatever but I mean when someone's tearing up a track session in lane one and you've got people walking and talking like jogging and it's just it's, it's mind-blowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't get that and then also people walking the, the opposite way around the track that, that kills me but but it's good to see people running so yeah that's one of those that's things I can imagine that, I mean, Oregon's a, a big hub for running. I'm guessing there's a lot of people out there now, especially sort of with the whole social distance stuff that are out, out there running. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually a really weird time here right now, and, and especially in Portland. Like, it, on, you're out on a trail running, and people yell at you if you're not two meters away from them. Right. But, but now, th- this, uh, this past week, there's been these protests where there's tens of thousands of people within feet of each other it's like crazy yeah 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 i mean Port- portland's a pretty great place to be for, for this time i can imagine because like you say did you say that you go to forest park a lot or do you, do, you, do you not go to forest park that much yeah yeah forest park's awesome for running uh i go there twice a week but it's uh it's pretty packed right now yeah which is I good imagine. It's good. yeah have you ever been on wildwood trail oh yeah Wow, it was great. I, did you, you, can, did you, you end up committing to UP? I've had a very, very strange um, thing with the whole process, to be honest. Um, so I, I'm, I'm probably coming out next year. Uh, but with, with the state of the world at the moment and everything just being a bit all over the shop, not knowing if there's going to be a fall season, I'm going to do university for one year here. And then come out next year, just just when everything's okay. Uh, my eligibility is all good and everything, and I won't lose any by waiting a year. Um, just means I'm actually going to maximise the age as well. I'm doing a bit of a Brigham Young, a uh, bit bit of that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, religious mission year. But um, but yeah, because it's because it was late. Uh, the NCA processed my documents so slowly so slowly and like with international grades and stuff they just sort of 
struggled to get things done when it needed to be done. And then the whole, you know, COVID situation slowed down even more. And it was just so late that I kind of, by the time everything had been processed, I had to have something sorted and not sort of put my life on hold for another year. Yeah. So you said it's funny, you'll be like 25, 26 when you're done with university here. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a weird one. Don't know how I feel about being like a 20 year old, 21 year old freshman. Oh my God. I haven't even thought about that, but yeah. It's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a weird one. I mean, obviously you, you've been through that, that whole process as well. Um, Cause you, you, you first went to NC state. Was it NC yeah. state? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. NC State. And then how, how many years were you at NC State for? Yes. Uh, so if you're listening, you don't know. North, it's North Carolina State. And uh, I went there for two and a half years. Uh, and, it, I mean, it was, it's a great school and everything, good academics, but uh, it just wasn't the right fit for me athletically. So then I transferred mm -hmm. to Ole Miss for two and a half years. And I had right. a lot more fun. <laughs> how long? Uh, which was the better party school? Oh, Ole Miss, infinite. <laughs> really, really. Oh man, yeah. I never, I never kind of uh, loved it, Ole Miss. You, you never get to see those like that on the official visits. To be fair, like when you're there, you never. Actually, I went into a frat house once at, uh, at the University of Arkansas, and like it was mind blowing being from England and seeing the size of frat houses, like. <laughs> And, and I mean, like the stuff that goes on in front of houses, like whatever. But I mean, it was just huge, and like so many guys. And hearing about like the hazing and all that sort of stuff, the whole thing just sort of blew my mind a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, I can imagine, especially in the sort of. I mean, I, I don't know, at, at the University of Arkansas, it seemed like the, the culture there for frats and stuff was pretty big. Was that kind of similar at Ole Miss? Yeah, unfortunately it was. But um, they, like, for some reason they loved athletes, so they never gave a sh uh, crap. <laughs> I, I got to make sure <laughs> you got young viewers listening. <laughs> nah, honestly, man, it's, don't, don't worry about that. that we, we can beat it out if it, if it gets too bad, don't worry. <laughs> yeah if we ever get to a point where we monetize this and they don't and they don't want to they don't want to hear it but now nah, we're, we're we're children all that sort of stuff man but um yeah what was what was the sort of party scene like when you were like within like the cross-country team obviously you have to be reasonably strict within timelines of you know different races and stuff was there any sort of times of the year where where you had the sort of time to to let loose a little bit. Um, yeah, I've, uh, 12 months of the year we had time to party. 12 months? Brilliant. <laughs> right, that's, right, that's what we want to hear. Good stuff. <laughs> it was, it's, so in America, it's, it, the drinking age is 21. So you yeah. don't get, most people don't get to like legally drink until they're juniors in college. Um, yeah. Which sucks. Like, I mean, you're going to be a freshman and you'll never have the worries of getting in trouble. But so I actually, um, I didn't party too much at NC State, but when, when we went to Ole Miss, we would have, we would have a lot of fun. Like, obviously we cared about running and we ran really well, the whole team, but we also cared about having fun and enjoying our time in college. Cause we, uh, you only have four or five years and, um, we took full advantage of that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Me and my, good stuff, yeah. Man. <laughs> me and my buddy uh, and the guy I lived with named Ryan Manahan. 
we would basically do whatever we wanted when we whenever we wanted sorry yeah. whatever we wanted whenever yeah and uh yeah we had a good time <laughs> hey that's the key to enjoying it man and like i don't know i, I feel like sometimes the, the strict sort of the, the typically like strict sort of lifestyle for a, a distance run doesn't always like if, if you're not happy then like what are you doing sort of thing and i guess through college that's the time when you know you've got to do all that stuff you've got to enjoy it otherwise you know you're not having fun and that and that's sort of the reason why you go to college and whatever and yeah it's sort of we we have a pretty similar situation over here where we kind of yeah there's no sort of strict levels but also our uni system there's no there's no sort of like like that's your coach this is the program this is what you're doing whatever it's pretty individual because we just don't have the the setup sort of thing yeah yeah i mean i'm sure a lot of coaches wouldn't be too happy with me saying what i said but there it's like crazy you don't want to finish college look back and be like dang i really didn't even enjoy my time because i took running so seriously like yeah. if you want to take running that seriously don't go to college just train yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And, and while we're on the subject of that as well i actually i'm not sure if i mentioned to you how we're going to get a fan to come on and ask a question um, the fan we've got actually left us a voicemail and it's, it's related to um, the kind of subject we're talking about. So hopefully if I play <laughs> this through, you might, you might be able to hear it. Um, right. What's up, boys? A question to Mr. Engels, eh? We did have him on our podcast and I did roast him for a while. So I'll, I'll keep it light. I'll keep it, I'll keep it nice and easy. Who is a bigger frat boy? Henry Wynn or Craig Engels? That's that's the big question that I want to know. Cheers, boys. I think I get from what I gathered. Josh Kerr sounds like he asked who's a bigger frat boy. <laughs> Me or Henry Wynn? That that is the one. <laughs> but judging from the fact that I'm down to live out of a van and Henry Wynn worked at a yacht club in his Sperry's, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say he's a bigger frat boy. <laughs> 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 but I love Henry. Henry's Henry's awesome. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys got to have him on for a, a podcast. He's he's just one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. We'll try. We're trying to get that. It was it was cool to get Josh to get in and uh, and ask you that question. We know that you guys have uh, a beautiful friendship uh, on and off the track. So it, it's nice to get that engaged on the podcast too. But yeah, we'll definitely look at. Look at getting Henry on there. He seems like a really good dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, me, Josh and I have some good banter back and forth, and me and Henry have even better banter. But <laughs> <laughs> crazy stuff. And that, and I guess you and Kerr. I mean, I'm sure that you've talked, you've you've spoken about this rivalry, you know, like over and over. Well, I say rivalry. It, it kind of was sort of it was kind of like an unspoken rivalry, wasn't it? Because you two were, you know, running running pretty tight to each other. Uh, it, in and around was it your senior year when you guys uh, were <clears throat> yep yeah yeah it was, it was my last year of college it's so he yeah, was like yeah. 17 at the time which was something crazy man yeah it was cool to see Kerr going out because like, I mean we, we all knew in in Britain like how sick he was and then when he went to New Mexico he like what did he run like 335 even his was it sophomore yep. or freshman year I think sophomore um that was, yeah, that, that, that was really crazy to see. I mean, never actually spoken to him about the other sort of universities that, that he looked at. Um, but, but yeah, New Mexico have been 
pumping out some pretty pretty great guys. Yeah, you'll be running that time. Um, first year, you get to college too, right? <laughs> yeah, because it'll be 30. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I've still got two more religious mission years. Going to go to I-10, bash yeah. out 100 mile weeks. Spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the system just right, just right. <laughs> Man, the NCAA thing has been all over the shop the past 18 months but yeah i mean i i I genuinely thought i was going to be out there in august and then like shit hit the fan with just the world pretty much so so that's that's loosely the reason why i'm going to be in the uk for another year but um yeah we were on spotify before uh me and alfie and, and we were you know we were kind of doing our research and we wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of your um your playlist names <laughs> because th- th- there's some golden ones i mean if, if i pull them up now oh, no. old, old man bangers yep oh, i'm a fan of that um, that's right. that, yeah that's that's like music my dad listens to and stuff <laughs> cool. i need to find i need to find these man uh, yeet is one yeet is one it's like pre-race playlist. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's some golden ones on there. Um, and then you've also got, is, is the Hype playlist, wait, what's it called? I can't find your account now. Hype. Yeah, is that, is that your sort of pre-race, like getting in the zone sort of, sort of playlist? I actually don't know the difference between Yeet and Hype Ass. So every time I find like a good song that I listen to before me, I put it on both of them. <laughs> I think well, it's, it's loose about the same the same sort of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when are you listening to uh, country? Uh, I'm not going to pronounce how that's spelt on here. Yeah, country. <laughs> <laughs> country was a playlist conceived in Mississippi where you just got you got to play the part of where you're living. It was pretty pretty redneck down there, and that's what I was listening to. But I, I love country. But the the funniest playlist you guys probably overlooked. It's called Scream. Really? It's, it's just all screamo music. And that's all, for some reason, my ADHD brain, that's all I could study to. I'd have to listen to scream, screaming music while I studied. No way. Which, which I didn't do very often. But when I studied, I'd have to listen to it. <laughs> that's, that's so confusing. So, so, your, so your focus music was scream music. Doesn't make any sense, but I would pump out like a, a paper I, I could pump out like an eight-page paper in like an hour if I was listening to Screamo. That's incredible. Yeah. That, that, that's an inspiration. That's something I've got to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess you must be pretty happy to be sort of kind of just running now, not, not sort of studying and running. That must have been pretty long. Hey, um, it's all right. It's not too hard. And I'm actually getting my master's degree right now um, from Ole Miss. I'm getting it online. And, and actually in August, yeah, in August, I'm thinking about going on campus to do my last three classes so that I can graduate in the fall. All right, cool. So, oh, so you're thinking about looking, so you're thinking about heading back there? Yeah, just to, but what well, was going to be, I was just going to go, for, well, I was hopefully going to make the Olympics and then go straight there and be a volunteer coach for a semester um, and oh, finish nice. my degree. But now it's like everything's just, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, true. Your, I mean, we've got your RV business as well. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> true. And like, yeah, that's the thing because I mean, I, I don't even 
different colleges have got different sort of whether they're even going to be on campus or like online. It's it's really really all over the shop at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. No, but yeah, Ole, Ole Miss is going to be a great place because you know you know that 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 place works like a setup as well, and obviously Pete will be firing firing your sessions over and stuff. Yep, that's exactly yeah, and and I just be yeah, I just be training with the guys, getting strong as can be, and getting ready for uh, what it, it goes Olympics, Worlds, Olympics. So getting ready yeah, for all true. three. Jeez, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a busy few years. Yeah, it'll be nice for the track and field. Like, I don't know, maybe fans will actually care about this sport. If that would be <laughs> nice, and being being at um and Worlds at Hayward Field is gonna be so good because we're not it's not going to be that sort of doha situations like everyone who's there loves athletics the, the stadium's going to be packed and i think i think it's got something to be said like just the atmosphere that people will be able to feel like on tv and that kind of sounds weird but it's like at doha like things just kind of it, it was weird to watch as such because like there, there were t- not all the time i guess but just especially like some morning sessions it just looks so kind of Believe that. How how did you find that kind of the the morning sessions in Doha? Yeah, um, it was definitely weird. I mean, the whole the whole thing in Doha was weird, like an air conditioned stadium in the middle of the desert. Uh, I don't know, it was crazy, but it dude, it was so cool that one night with their high jumper Barshim. Oh man, yeah. Dude, it, I I had to leave because um, I think I either either i didn't race that night or i had just raced and had to leave but uh gosh man that's um, that's like the one big regret i miss seeing that in person because it looked like the stadium was just so hype yeah yeah i remember like the photos of him sort of like coming over and then seeing like the crowd in the background it, yeah it, it was it was crazy it was good that like that whole country just seemed to be like on Barshi. like he he must have been feeling a little bit of pressure he kind of it was a lot of hype and pressure, though. He seems to kind of live off that. Yeah, yeah. He went in underrated, or he was hurt the whole season, and so then it, no pressure, and he just won world. It's ridiculous, dude's like a huge praying mantis. So graceful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're talking about Pete Julian. I feel like a lot of a lot of people don't really have the clarity that they they need to have on it, and you know, a lot of people just have sort of opinions flowing over, and it, and it's kind of like. You know, when you chose to join the Oregon project, you were being like you were going to be coached by Pete, and that and that's the way that things were, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, when you make like a decision as big as is go is like, well, it's not that big. I'm not. I shouldn't overblow it. But when I when I was making a big decision like that in my life, I I needed a lot of people's like input. Yeah, and uh, anyone my agent, my college coach, my high school coach, um, my parents, they were all like, are you, they were all like telling me the positives and negatives of joining the Oregon project. And like, obviously I knew morally yeah, what, yeah. like if, if I went to the Oregon project and was pressured to do anything like there had been rumors of, then I would have just left or been like the whistleblower or whatever. But, um, thankfully, like I didn't have to do that because there was the option to go with Pete who I got to speak with a bunch before I joined and realized, okay, this guy's a good guy, but I, I yeah. mean, I just don't want to be associated with the past and Alberto and whatever is going on. So it worked yeah. out great to where we all trusted Pete and I still trust Pete with like everything. He's like a father figure for me. 
so it's been, yeah, it's been cool. Um, I joined the Oregon Project to train with Matthew Centrowitz, which is actually funny because I probably did three workouts with him and <laughs> since I joined. And, and he's gone, obviously. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's worked out because now I'm training with the best 800 guy in the world. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I guess, how do those, I mean, you guys must be pretty close, but it must be quite good sort of because obviously Bumble will have to do the, the longer stuff as well. I say longer, it's not like crazy longer, but it must be good because I can imagine that in session sort of in slightly longer stuff, you'll, you'll be sort of dragging him on. I guess in like the really sort of sharp lactic sessions, you two will be really, really going at it. Yeah, it's funny. It's like any speed, I couldn't do with Donovan. I wouldn't help him. It, it would just be, there's no point in me doing speed with him. And it's just kind of, kind of the same with like a tempo where he, if he, if Pete gives me a five mile tempo, there's no way Donovan could do it. So mm -hmm. what, what Pete will do is he'll have Donovan, like the other day I had a four mile tempo and Donovan would do 1200 meters on 400 meters off. Right. So that's, it's good. Like he's still getting in the volume and everything, but he's just uh, getting to take a little bit more rest, but yeah. it's cool where we've actually been doing workouts recently where we meet up and it's like 1500 workouts and and i mean like we're pushing each other yeah and it's so cool because we're gonna like he's gonna get so aerobically strong and hopefully i'm gonna get fast but yeah um i don't know there, there it is like we put we push each other so hard yeah i can imagine it's a, it's a pretty perfect there uh, sort of in between for both of you having like the, the eight guy and the 15 guy sort of meeting for sessions everyone's sort of a winner in that situation what what if, if you can say like what sort of sessions recently have you guys been been pumping out together um <clears throat> well we've both been like doing our own thing for a while so yeah. we we both just got back in the last week and we just did like an indicator workout yeah where where pete just wanted to see what fitness we were in so we did a 1200 uh, at 259 and we both, after that 1,200, we were like, dang, we should have just gone a mile and broken four. We, we both felt, like, really good, and we were in flats. Yeah. So um, we did that, and then we did a, a six, four, six four three two. Yeah. And, and then we did some hills. But, yeah, so the 600 was pretty fast together, and then the 400 was uh, – I, I gapped him a little bit, and then he destroyed me on the 300 because he was mad about the 400. So, yeah, that's what that – where we get where it gets like really nitty gritty where like you have to be the toughest you can is where we push each other yeah yeah, yeah that that makes sense and uh what what track are you guys using out there by the way because i because i'm not sure if you guys are, are sort of getting on the uh the kind of oh, the, the headquarters track or are you sort of using one of the kind of like high school tracks yeah that track that you guys post sometimes uh, with the trees in the middle so at Nike headquarters is the one we've been mm -hmm. using. Uh, it was closed for a while, but now it's open back up and we, it's basically every, everyone still thinks it's closed. So we get the whole track to ourselves most days. Oh, nice. What was that? Sorry, Alfie. We'll have to cut this bit out then to keep his uh, track clear from all the walkers. That is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> Yeah, I got a big sign on there saying it's closed. Um, we we have like a little quick fire round, which is the first things that come to your head. It's like word association. If if you're down for that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first word track. 
<laughs> wow, dude, that actually threw me off. I'm usually so good at this. Uh, I for some reason I thought of Smith. Uh, you know that Tracksmith brand? That yeah, in fairness, that yeah, I, I can see that. That that's been in the news recently as well. That's actually really cool what those guys are doing. And it's cool to see that Nick Willis hopped on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh mullet. Mile. Nice. And that's that's because I want to host a mullet mile one day. That's a huge call. That is a huge call. Man, you could have that would be great. And the only entrance policy would be you have to grow some sort of mullet. <laughs> or or wear a wig. <laughs> yes. And then oh man, you could have some weird races thrown there too, like a gene eliminate like a blue gene elimination mile. Yes. <laughs> someone's got to you've you've got to get on that man (laughs) um josh kerr (sighs) yeah scottish i'll I'll go with all the all the other ones that i wanted to say it would be we'd start a rivalry (laughs) okay okay keeping everything friendly david ribich oh my gosh um David's mom. <laughs> we were hoping for that one. Uh, Bowman Track Club. Lame. <laughs> Great stuff. 2020. Corona. Fair play. Underwater treadmill. Urine. <laughs> <laughs> University of Portland. Um... Also lame. Great call. And RV. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very good call. Also, speaking about the RV, you know that you've told this story like a fair few times, but there, there was a time when you went into an RV place and was it was it a running store sort of thing? And, and somehow you weren't recognized? Oh, I went to buy it. Yeah, this last van I, I wanted, I, I, I bought it off Craigslist and I show right. up. And it's a running store. So I changed into my running clothes and I put on like a Germany top I had. Nice. Uh, hoping that they would be like, oh, are you a runner? Uh, <laughs> and then it ended up being a warehouse guy that didn't know anything about running. And it oh, wasn't until the owner of the shop had to come in to sign the title over to me where she's like, wait a second, aren't you that runner that won the world championships? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that's me. me. That's me. <laughs> Playing it down. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah <laughs> you should have, uh, have you got it. any um oh sorry i'll i was gonna say you should have won up to it and said he also beat the olympic champion um <laughs> <training> <laughs> olympic champion. <laughs> yeah. hey, have you got any more uh any more trips in in the book for your um for your rv well the the whole point of the rv was um it rains a ton in portland it's just like it does in england so yeah. I, I, I wanted to be able to drive it like three to five hours away and just get into the sunshine. And oh, it looks yeah, like yeah. it's supposed to be rainy the next 10 days here in Portland. So I'll probably just drive out somewhere, train for oh, the sweet. next five days. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I hadn't realized that, that was the reason. Yeah, Portland's climate's very similar to the UK. I was sort of, like, I've been told it was pretty similar. That's another thing that was quite appealing about it. And just, you know, there's no extremes it's not like you're going to be you know on the on the new york side and you've got ridiculous amounts of snow and sort of 
like Tulsa where there seems to be hurricanes and tornadoes every two minutes. Yeah. But I've been, I've been in England when it hits 30 Celsius and you guys panic. It's oh, chaos. <laughs> yeah. It's, but in, in here in the United States, like there's it's like Vegas is sometimes 45 Celsius, I think. It, those, those numbers do not even compute in my brain. Like <laughs> it, it's been decently, like, it's been 15 to 23 the last like sort of five days. And it's really confused me, man. I've been going out in like, I've been doing long runs in split shorts, which is again unheard of. I'm normally in like tights, jacket, having to slave it through the rain for like 30 miles. But yeah, it's been, it's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah, England's nice in the summer. So England's real nice. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Were you planning to come over here this season? Had, had things sort of not, not gone all over the shop? Well, Diamond League's been rescheduled, and we talked about doing a Europe camp, just a base there for the Diamond League. But we haven't discussed where yet. Um, I know a lot of people go to, uh, like, St. Mary's and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, or St. Moritz and, or Font or Mo, you know, places like that. But I, I hate altitude, so maybe England's uh, – maybe London's Dude, a nice – Loughborough. Forget London. Go Loughborough. to Loughborough. We've got – we are going to have – we've got – I mean, you've heard of Jamie Webb? James, James, wait, James West? Jamie Webb? Oh, no. All oh, right, he's running like 144. He, he's <laughs> going to be in Loughborough. We've got, uh, we've, got a, we've got a ton of guys that are going to be in Loughborough, so don't rule us out. However, it does seem that literally everyone bases themselves at St. Mary's, which I'm you know, a little bit jealous of. But. Yeah. Uh, didn't James West go to Loughborough? Yes, he did, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's, doing really well. Yeah, I wonder what his next steps are going to be. Because is, is he finished his eligibility now? Oh, uh, he's probably got another year from this whole thing or something. Oh yeah, true. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a sort of people going left, right, and centre with whether they're going pro straight away or they're going to take the extra years. I saw um, like Alicia Monson went pro, didn't she? With Total Sports, with Total Sports. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to see because I saw that James West was out in uh, in flag with like Cheserek and stuff. That looks like a crazy place to be training. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, but it's beautiful there. Man, we are so grateful that you came on and uh, and gave us your time, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully, next time we do a podcast, you can be in person, either in Portland or maybe somewhere in England. Man. Sit down for a pint with some Dude. face masks on two meters away, gloves on, hand sanitizer at the ready. <laughs> in, in that's dirty room. talk. That is dirty talk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the dream, man, for sure. We'll uh, try and get that one in the books. It would be cool to get um, cool to get that sorted. Oh, man, a pint. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we really appreciate it. We hope that the uh, – I mean, have you visited the apartment yet, or is this your first time looking at it? Like, in person? Oh, I, yeah, just going. This is the first time I've gone to look at it. That's um, oh. yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, we hope that it goes all well, and it's it's everything that you dreamed of. And yeah, yeah, man, it's funny. I'm gonna get jealous. <laughs> yeah, you got you. Do you guys ever drink the dark fruit strongbows or whatever? 
that drink is so underrated. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so beautiful. funny. When I went to England, that's all we drank. That for for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> Yo, that drink in the summer is unbelievable. Where where do you stand? Actually, you know what? We've got to include these questions. Where do you stand on IPAs? Uh you know what? I'm 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 a guy that just drinks whatever's the cheapest, or if it's free. Respect. Respect. But. I'll, I'll drink an IPA. I just don't. My it tastes so bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is also true. Yeah, that's cool. If you, I mean, obviously the the iconic Bud Light move. What if you sort of had to pick like one drink? What would it be? If you were heading out to like a party, or if you were just sort of chilling. You know, what? I'm 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 super lame right now, but like in season, those you can't beat those seltzers with alcohol or whatever because they're so healthy. Well, yeah. healthy, healthy compared. I don't know what compared to, but um, but if I'm going to a party, I'm coming. I'm coming to you with a 24 pack of Bud Budweisers. Jeez, inspirational, <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> and then if I'm in England, it's dark fruits, man. Oh, it's got to be that is. It's, you know, what? I'm so happy you said that because I get judged hard for that in the UK because it's just seen as <laughs> it's pretty much like fruit juice, but man. I mean, it's dangerous as hell. It tastes too good, but so good. Sweet. Right. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep in contact and hopefully enjoy enjoy that dark fruit sometime sometime in the summer. Yeah, maybe you'll pick up a sponsor from them after your millions of listeners hear this. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> That's right. the message we want to. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. It was, it was good talking with you guys. And um, well, def- we'll definitely have another podcast in the future sometime. Hero, hero. Thanks, man. All right, boys. All right, catch you in a bit. All Thank right, you. thanks. See ya.